0: Good morning and welcome to the Global Flyfisher Podcast. This is Martin Jorgensen speaking uh, for another installment of uh, our fly fishing Podcast. The reason that I'm saying good morning is that it's morning, at least here where I'm standing. I just watched the sunrise and uh, this is actually going to be a podcast about morning fishing. So. Uh, getting up early and uh, getting out while it's dark and seeing the sunrise, which is something that has always fascinated me and often produces quite good fishing, even though today it's been really dead slow. I've been fishing for about an hour and a half or so and uh, nothing at all has happened, so uh, it's not like it's boiling, but anyways. One fascinating thing about fishing in the morning is that it's often quite calm and quiet. And that's how it is today. There's been absolutely no wind and uh, it's only now when the sun has risen above the horizon that the wind is picking up just a bit. And um, coastal fishing without wind can be sometimes good, but mostly it's it's slow um, unless you see fish and i haven't seen anything this morning so uh, no i prefer wind as you know i fish on the danish coast for sea run brown trout what we refer to as sea trout and um, these guys like a bit of movement in the water and uh, definitely I'm more eager to bite when there's a bit of wave action and current and what have you. But um, sometimes you can be lucky and have decent fishing in really, really calm conditions. And especially in the morning when, uh, when there's darkness and the sun is just about to rise, you'll often see fish come very close to the shore and being very active and being visible in the surface, which is not... The most common thing to see. So, But this morning has been absolutely dead. Apart from a porpoise that I'm actually seeing right now, it's actually a sign of fish out there. The porpoise is, as you might know, a small whale which will which comes quite close to the shore and it's uh, actually hunting definitely. Uh, there's probably a couple of them because they're kind of staying in the same place, running in circles and, uh, and um, just going up and down the, in the same, same small area, which is usually a sign that there's something happening out there. And they're not that, quite, that, that far from the shore actually, so uh, there might be fish out there. Seeing the porpoises should be uh, a sign of some activity at least, but, um, well, that's all I see and uh, doesn't seem to be really going to happen. Fishing in the calm water like this is uh, often a question of seeing fish, as I said, and if you don't see fish... I often get the feeling that I spook fish. I mean, there are probably fish down there somewhere, but uh, casting a fairly heavy line, and in my case, even a shooting head and a fairly big fly on calm water is like very splashy. And uh, and if there are fish close to the shore or fish o- under your line, it's definitely going to spook them. Sometimes when fishing in calm water, for instance, in the in the evening or in uh, in the morning I prefer to change to a weight forward line and try to do some more delicate casting because uh, the problem with, with, uh, as I said, the shooting head can be that it's quite splashy and it's not really delicate and elegant when you cast. I'm probably just going to see if I can grab some pictures of those porpoises because they're quite close now. It's a fascinating little animal. it's not easy to take pictures of them because they are actually quite far away once you once you even even with the telephoto lens on but uh, this is definitely pretty close compared to what you usually see I'll see if I can get a focus on this and see what happens and also finding them when you look in the viewfinder Oops! They just come up right next to where your viewfinder is. So, and they're traveling along here, just occasionally coming up and breathing. They might be on the. Yep, that was one. Might be on the on the travel now, going on to a new place. Might might have stopped here. I can see every time they come up, they've moved a bit but, as I said, quite close. Let's see if they turn around. They're right in front of me now, actually, so they might, if they turn around, it's at Sao. They, didn't, they went further on and I missed them again. Well, it's, uh, as I said, a nice little animal, and now these, uh, these guys are just traveling along the beach, probably looking for a new place to feed. Oh, there's a boil there. They turned around again. Let's see if I, can, if I can manage to get them this time. If they stay in the same area, as I said. Wow, they're really creating a big splash. There you go. That was really nice. Now they're hunting. They're really circling in a, in a very narrow circle and just coming up the same place again and again, and definitely they found something. That they're pursuing. Wow. And it's splashing to all sides here. Amazing. That's a really huge boil. Oh, fascinating. I hope you get to see this on the website. This is one of the great things about being out in the morning and in the evening, is that you get to see stuff like this. Wow. They're busy. Really busy. busy. It's definitely hunting behavior. No doubt about it. Seeing small marine mammals like this and seeing birds and seeing foxes and deer and and hare and what have you is, is really fascinating and that's something that you always get to see when you get out early or stay out late. Uh, one of the really great benefits about going out in the in the morning. Uh, they're moving away from the shore now, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but as I said, it's a sign of, of life out there, I'm probably going to get out and just cast a few times and, uh, and see what happens. Unfortunately, I have a meeting and I have to leave in like 15 minutes or so. The wind is picking up and after my meeting I'll definitely be back and uh, fish on, if not here, then somewhere else. Um, but uh, for now I'm just going to use the, the wind that's come and just go out and take a few casts and see what, uh, what that leads to. I'll no, just leave the camera on the beach here. grab the rod and see what what i can manage it's not that i have great expectations but if you don't fish you definitely don't catch anything so let me pop in the water here my dog is with me as usual he'll just stay on the beach while i fish um He's a good dog. He has learned to stay by the, uh, the pack, my my backpack with all my photo gear and my lunch pack and my coffee and what have you. And uh, he usually just lies down next to that and and uh, and relaxes while I'm fishing. And as soon as I start moving in towards the beach, he will get up and come and greet me uh, by the water's edge. So. Um, This place that I'm fishing now has actually been extremely good at times. I had one of my best days ever on this exact place. Uh, I wouldn't expect that to be matched anytime soon. That was a day where I had 16 sea trout in just a few hours. All of a very decent size and the biggest one probably about a four or five pound fish or something like that. Which is a really nice fish. Same day, I also caught a beautiful steelhead, which is, in this case, a rainbow, but not a wild rainbow, but an escaped hatchery fish or a sea farm fish, which has been in the water or in the in the ocean for the winter duration of the winter and has grown to be a really, really beautiful fish. Um, Many of the rainbows that we catch here are really not pretty fish. They're escaped farm fish and lack fins and tail and are really fat and and not not really pretty. Even though they're big and, and strong fish, it's like it would probably be nicer to be without them. But uh, anyways, and you're actually, you have to take them, you have to kill them and bring them home. If you catch them, you can't release them again uh, because they're considered a a pollution, a fauna pollution here. Uh, It's an, an escaped fish, which does not belong naturally here. So in most cases, we kill them and bring them home. But sometimes they're actually not that good for eating. They're way too fat and they've been feeding on pellets instead of Natural foods and they don't taste that well. So, but um, it's uh, it is fun to catch a big fish, and these guys really grow big. Like four or five kilos, ten-pound fish are not are not uncommon, and uh, getting a fish that size in the ocean is always fun. So, if nothing else, you can always have fun playing around with a few big fish. But, as I said, even though the wind is picking up now, I'm not really confident that I'll see anything. It's uh, The water is getting a bit, if not choppy here, then at least just a bit disturbed in the surface, and that will, that should help a bit on on the willingness to strike if there are any fish around. But, uh, as I said, I haven't seen anything or, or felt anything, apart from very, very small garfish. And, uh, and, uh, That's about it. Also, the water is quite deep here. It's uh, the water is very high. We don't have much tide usually, but in this case, it's actually pretty high. Uh, Usually, high tide and high water will bring fish closer to the ocean. No, sorry, to the beach. But uh, sometimes that doesn't count either, and uh, nothing really uh, really happens. So. uh, this the only thing that this water level has led to is actually making it difficult for me to get out to the places that I usually fish when I'm here because it's actually probably about one and a half feet higher than it usually is and one and a half foot is just about enough to make it impossible for me to get out and, and fish the really nice places. But anyhow. It's always nice to be out and even though I'm gonna go to a meeting and do a bit of work later on, I know that I can go fishing again later this afternoon and a friend of mine will go with me and uh, he will probably be leaving home about now and we'll scout a bit around and I'll call him. and see whether he can tell some juicy tales from somewhere else and i might be able to find find some fish right now i'm looking out on a on a few swans that are passing by we have quite a lot of swans i have a couple flying by actually and then about 6 7 of them in the swimming in the ocean swans are quite common here in the ocean they go into the salt and Actually, feed on stuff from the seaweed, and uh, it's a it's a very common bird here. It's actually also the Danish national bird, so quite suitable. Actually, they gather in the winter in big, in big flocks, and uh, we often find them along the beach and along the coast in the salt water. Of course, tons of seagulls, and I see a single cormorant. We often see cormorants. Um, for most people it's a very it's not a very welcome bird uh anglers generally seem to, to find come on, kind of a menace i don't mind them that much but i know other people who really hate them from the bottom of their heart so this guy is just a single individual sitting on a pole there's a pole out here and he's just sitting there drying the wings which is a very common behavior as you might know Cormorans get soaked when they dive. They dive for fish, big blackbirds, and they dive and swim under water and chase fish. In many cases, probably also sea trout and other trout in fresh water. Uh, and uh, since they they get soaked, they can't really fly well until until they're dry. And because of that, you often see them sitting in the in trees and on branches and in this case on on poles in the water and just flapping their wings and drying their wings drying the feathers in order to be able to to fly better you'll also notice if you see them swimming in the water like a duck or something they will they will sit quite low in the water for the same reason because they're actually soaked and uh, and uh, that's of course to enable them to to dive more easily for for fish and get underwater to chase fish. But it's not very active right now. That could also be a sign that there's nothing moving here. They they probably mostly eat smaller fish than trout, but also sometimes you will actually catch a small trout which has marks from birds on its sides. And that could be Cumorans most likely to be, actually. Well, the best thing that can be said about this morning until now is that it's been quiet. It's pretty nice, I have the whole thing to myself. The birds and the porpoises and the swans and the beautiful sunrise. The sun is getting up now. It's been pretty foggy. It's a typical uh, kind of weather this type of year or this time of year. It's uh, it's uh, the clouds go away in the in the night, and uh, because of the warm water and the cold air, you get fog in the morning, and uh, the fog will only clear when the when the sun comes up. So often you get some really really beautiful mornings with with f- fog and, and sunrise and everything and once the sun gets to a certain point it actually manages to burn off the fog and then you have uh, a beautiful sunny day which i would actually expect today it's a bit cloudy when i look to the west here but uh behind me to the east the sun is gaining power and and getting more and more uh, of the fog burned off, so uh, could be a, become a really nice day. Right now, I'm moving into the the hot spot of this particular place, so I'm probably going to concentrate a bit on on the fishing here and see if I can really, if I can get something to take my fly. The water is getting better and better. It's uh, it's pretty choppy now, not like it's it's wavy or anything like that but uh, the surface is broken and that's uh, that's a a lot better than a very smooth surface that i had this morning when it comes to to trying to catch fish i'm just blind fishing here i haven't seen anything so since i haven't seen anything there's nothing really to cast to so i'm just covering the water and casting uh, taking a step and casting and taking a step which is a very common way of a fishing trout here if you see a fish of course you will definitely want to cast to it immediately because most cases fish that show themselves are hunting they're just turning in the surface or just breaking the surface in the pursuit of smaller fish or shrimp or anything edible and uh, and that's uh, that's always a uh, worth a cast and if you get a cast in just anywhere near a fish that's hunting it's almost definitely going to take this sea trout here are really not picky there even this time of year in the autumn where many people will consider them quite selective uh, they will mostly just take a fly without hesitation and just grab it and and run for it <coughs> you will sometimes run into fish that are slow takers or kind of, you know, picking on the fly, slowly following, and sometimes you'll even get a fish that follows the fly all the way into your rod tip and just turns around and disappears again. But in most cases, when a fish is hunting at least, and you've seen it and you cast out just nearby it, it will just turn and take, which is always a really great feeling, of course. It's like seeing a fish rise in a, in a stream and casting your dry fly out and seeing it turn and go up and take the fly. Even though we don't see the fish in the same way here in the ocean, the feeling is just the same. Oops, had a small fish here. Probably one of these small garfish. They will follow the fly for quite a while and then they will try to strike, but since they're both small and very hard in their mouth, in the bill, they will rarely stick, which is okay because they're not... They're about you know, 10 inches long or something, so it's not like a big fish not a great fighter. You can sometimes catch big garfish in the in the autumn. Actually a friend of mine caught one yesterday. It was a, was about two feet long and that's a huge fish. I mean it's a really strong fish and a strong fighter and that's what we see. The garfish season is usually in the in the spring but uh, the fish return in smaller numbers in the autumn and uh, swim the other way away from the spawning grounds and out into the, the ocean. And uh, you can sometimes, sometimes catch them uh, from the shore, which was what he did yesterday. A big one too, as far as I know. I wasn't there, but rumor has it. Well, it's getting about time to pack up here unfortunately. And I don't know whether anything's going to happen. It's definitely getting better and better, as I said. But also getting closer and closer to my meeting. I have to pack up and just change my fleece pants with a pair of jeans and uh, try to look just a bit. Decent. It's not like I have to wear a suit and tie, but it probably wouldn't be really great to arrive in, in waders or even in fleece pants. Even though the guy that I'm meeting is actually an anchor, he would understand, but uh, well, it is business after all. And whoops, that was a small fish just next to me, let me just give that a sight. Cast here could be a garfish again, but could also be a small trout. Just touching the surface, and actually, you would be surprised how easy it is to see fish in uh, even in choppy water when they touch the surface. It's a very, very clear. You have this nervous water that's just kind of uh, just shaking or whatever you would call that, uh, where the fish has been, and uh, the waves and the. Choppiness is is very easy to to see uh, to differ from uh, from the rest of the surface. It's just really a very it's a telltale sign when you see this little bit of water just moving in another way. And it's always worth a cast, you know. And even even a very small ring or movement in the water can hide a very big fish. Even Sometimes even the biggest fish make the makes the smallest uh, dimples in the water, so it's always worth a cast. At least uh, my philosophy is that it's better to cast somewhere where, it, where there's a, a sign of a fish than to cast just out into nothing and just keep on casting. So, and as I said, that's what I've been doing most of this morning. So. And it's probably not going to get much better here. also getting a bit chilly this time of year it's actually I really enjoy that these uh, mornings where the weather is just a bit on the nippy side and uh, the water is still pretty comfortable it's not like cold to be in the water and uh, the air is the air temperatures are dropping and likewise the water temperature which is good because we've had a very warm summer but High water temperatures, and this time of year when the temperature is is just dropping a bit, is is always exciting to to see what uh, what it leads to and what what happens. Uh, the optimum temperature for the trout is about like 12 to 15 degrees, and right now it's about 16. That's centigrade, so it's it's just above what the trout really like and uh, usually that marks the the beginning of of the good autumn fishing Uh, and getting out and feeling that kind of chilly weather is always nice because it it tells you that the fishing is about to take off and uh, and the season is about to start again after a long warm summer where the sea trout have been very very passive and very slow because of the heat they don't really like the very hot water so another really nice nice thing about getting up in the morning uh, and a third really nice thing about it is actually that this time of year morning isn't that early anymore we have we have a great variation here in the Scandinavian area. Um, in the in the summer, if you want to see the sunrise, you have to be out of at about like three in the morning or even earlier sometimes. And uh, as soon as we get into October like this now, you can actually see the sunrise six and seven thirty. And when we get into November, it's even later. The disadvantage being, of course, that uh, the days are really short and. Uh, and the, the temperatures really really never get a chance to get up the sun, even though the sun is out. It doesn't get high in the sky and it doesn't really warm anything up. So, um, well, there are pros and cons. But it's always better to be able to set your alarm clock to 5 o'clock to get out to see the sunrise than it is to set your alarm clock to like 1 or 2 in the night or in the, in the evening rather to get out to see the sun get up. In many cases when you fish mornings in the, in, earlier in the season or in the spring, you actually just stay out all night and just fish through the night and, and stay to see the sunrise and fish into the sun, sun, sunrise. And um, in most cases in the summer, for instance, where I often night fish. I'll just be leaving uh, at about the time where I would uh, where I would be arriving uh, this time of year. So uh, there's a huge difference, huge variation over the year. Well, well, I think it's about time to call it a day. Unfortunately, uh, for now at least, a fishless day. Haven't seen anything. Don't expect anything big and it's about time for me to get back to the car and change get out of the waiters, and get to attend my meeting so I think we'll call it a day here for the podcasting at least and sorry for the lack of activity but um, hopefully you've Enjoyed this nice and calm morning. Again, another small fish. Let's just give it a a shot here. I'm Probably not going to get anything from this, but the fish are rising just like 15 feet in front of me. Small fish are going to the surface. I usually don't see the fish itself, but just the the mark that it makes in the surface. But uh, they don't seem to want to take once I cast my fly but uh, it's always worth a cast as I said well nothing there I'll say goodbye thank you for listening and uh, remember to visit the site and subscribe to the podcast which comes out on a very regular basis but comes out anyway it's the globalflyfisher.com www.globalflyfisher.com slash podcasts if you want to check out the podcast, but you can also just surf around on the website. It's a huge website with thousands of pages and uh, tons of great articles, and we keep on posting new articles. So Come visit us. Take care, and remember to go fishing. Number 11 from the album Pretty Girl Blues by Jag from Magnatune.com.